What's up, magical human? Hey, if you're like me and you want to create a bigger impact on the world, why not share your knowledge and talents with others? Welcome to the podcast where I share marketing strategies, product creation tips, and real life stories of how women all over the world are using their knowledge and creativity to build a life and business they love on their terms. I'll share with you over a decade of knowledge and show you how you can take what you already know and do and package it into a digital product like a course, membership site, or digital download that sells globally. I'm Amy Jo, and you're listening to the Digital Magic Podcast. We're here with Sheila, and she's in Arkansas. I'm in Missouri for anyone new to the show here. So we're not too far apart, which is also, it's just very exciting when I get to talk to someone who's like somewhat close to where I am. I don't know. I think it's super cool. So welcome in to the show. Super excited to chat with you. We have so many things that we're going to cover in our episode today, and I cannot wait to get started. So Sheila, if you'll just tell us a bit about you and about what you do, how you got started, all that fun stuff, that would be awesome. Fun to be here. Um, my name is Sheila Watts, and I am a CPA and bookkeeper. And I work with small businesses, mostly um, local or um, online entrepreneurs. And um, and I take the hassle and the time-consuming process of bookkeeping off the to-do list of a busy busy business owner. Um, I like to take the numbers and turn them into a tool that can really be powerful in your business and helping you make better decisions. Mm. I love that you're a numbers person because I know a lot of people get intimidated by numbers in general, like just thinking about tracking their numbers and all of that fun stuff can be super intimidating. And I love that when we first met, you know, you just, you have such an ease about you that makes numbers not feel scary or seem scary because I know, you know, when we were chatting about what this episode was going to be about, I'm like, oh, that sounds way more fun, you know, than what probably people think about when they're just thinking numbers. And so what do you find, you know, when you start working with people, what are their main fears, like number fears maybe that come up as you guys get to talking? So, um, I think the, biggest reason that people are scared and I find that people are either scared of their numbers in the bookkeeping process or they are confused by it or they're just completely and totally bored by it right Mm. um so usually that is a product of the fact that nine times out of ten we as a society in high school we don't learn how to account for our business we don't really even I mean I don't even think a lot of times they even teach you how to balance a checkbook right So um, you go into business and you're going to do all these things and it's great, but then you have this administrative side, this this back office side that, you know, you really do need to keep track of, but none of us are prepared for that, you know, unless you are like me and have gone to, you know, school and become an accountant, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Not everybody gets the benefit of that. So it's kind of like the unknown. And if you're not a numbers person, I can totally understand. I mean, it would be kind of like giving me a paintbrush and telling me, here's a canvas, go paint something. I would be scared to death, right? (laughs) So um, I think that that is usually the problem is that, you know, we just don't even know where to start. And numbers can, I think everybody knows that numbers are so important because they tell you how your business is doing. Um, It can give you sort of a gut check, if you will. And also numbers ultimately end up on a tax return, which can be really scary. And so people just get really nervous about, oh no, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to be looking at? 
um, to really use these numbers in my business. Mm, yes. Yeah, totally true. I mean, I didn't learn anything about taxes. I didn't even learn, I didn't learn how to file my personal taxes. I didn't learn how to file business things like nothing in school. So you become an entrepreneur and you're like, I'm going to do this thing. And then there's this whole other world that you're walking into when it comes to numbers. And it's so scary. You know, that was the last thing on my mind becoming an entrepreneur. I'm just like, I'm going to go do this. And then all of that hits you. Right. I should have been tracking this better. I should have been, you know, whatever. Right. And then tax time comes around and that's super scary. And I don't know, I don't remember if it was you who I told this story to about like how my dad would always joke about like the men showing up at my door (laughs) because I owed so much to the government. Like that's going to happen if you become an entrepreneur. And it was so scary. (laughs) And so, you know, and still taxes make me sweat a little bit, just like the word tax. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> can, can make people so scared. And so what, you know, words of encouragement can you give people who may be super intimidated, either coming into the entrepreneurial space, tracking their numbers, or, you know, maybe feeling the sweat of tax time coming up? Because <laughs> it's coming. It is. It's, it's coming. coming. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah, it, it, every year. Um, so I think that um, finding someone or some, a resource of some sort that can kind of walk you through that process. Um, if you can, I always suggest getting a bookkeeper or someone like myself who understands how the numbers work and how they can, a a good bookkeeper can really take the numbers and make them meaningful to you, right? Um, instead of just a, um, bunch of numbers on a page, black and white, um, somebody like me can come in and say, and Joe, this is what it means for you and your business, right? And translate that into information that means something to you and that you can go forward with using in your business and really understand those numbers. And it sort of takes the fear and the confusion out of it when you work with somebody like that. Um, so I definitely recommend that. Now I know that right out the gate when you're a new entrepreneur and I'm guilty of this, I'm a serial DIYer myself. So you're doing all the things by yourself and you know, you're doing your website and your marketing and, you know, and then whatever it is that you actually do mm-hmm. as a business, and so just finding someone to bounce ideas off of, um, like myself, um, or even help getting set up correctly, because if you get your accounting system set up correctly, at least that will uh, run a little bit smoother going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I really hesitate when um, people say, I just keep all my receipts in a shoebox or a Ziploc bag or something like that. You're not going to be able that to- That makes me sweat too. It's <laughs> 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 anxiety. You're not going to be able to get a lot of use out of those numbers, right? You're not going to know how much you spent on your advertising or, you know, your subscriptions or, you know, that kind of thing. So getting that information, once you realize how easy it is to get that organized and how powerful that information can be, you'll never turn back. You will always get excited about your bookkeeping. Mm, I love but it's totally possible I promise yes it is possible (laughs) think positive and I love you know one of one of the words that you said was powerful Mm -hmm. and you know how tracking these numbers and really putting the pen to paper watching them on the computer monitor can be really powerful for you and for your business and you know not only like making you sweat less because you know what these numbers mean because you have things set up properly but then when it comes to scaling your business bringing in more income you know all of that fun stuff let's let's talk about all the fun stuff so you know tracking your numbers watching your numbers what can we do you know what's what's i guess the most important thing to start watching when you're looking to scale your business to the next level 
So um, there's a couple of things that you want to look at. So the first thing I want to mention, and I think that this is really important, especially in the online space, because we have all been there where we have seen an ad or someone post about how they had a five-figure launch or they have a six-figure business and I can help you do that in 60 days or less, you know, all of that. And those <laughs> numbers are amazing. Like we all want to have those five-figure launches in a six-figure business. But I will um, warn you when you hear those things that typically that's half the story, right? Usually they're talking about how much income they've made on a particular launch or over the course of the year in their business. And that's great. That those are great numbers to have, but it's only half the story because income is what you make. Profit is what you keep and profit is what's going to sustain your business. Mm. Um, that is the amount of money that you quote unquote take home or leave in your business that you can then invest and keep your business going, going forward. Um, so I always caution people when you're talking about, I want to build a six figure business. There's a lot of six figure businesses that are actually running at a loss. If you're not careful and watching your expenses just as much as you're watching your income, then you may spend too much money trying to make that income. And then you're left with maybe nothing. Um, so it's really important to understand the difference between the two. And um, the other thing is just making sure that when you're looking at your income, when you're trying to scale your business, you want to look at those trends. You want to look at um, how much you're making, what is making that money. So let's say you have a couple of different service levels that you provide which service level are you making the most money from? Mm -hmm. um, and then also the timing of your income. If you have three launches a year, which launch is the most profitable? Um, maybe that's the time of year that you need to really focus in on and see if um, you can increase that. Or maybe you do one in April and one in October and October just isn't doing as well. Well, what did you do differently in April versus October? And if you do it in October, then you're gonna have two really successful launches. And people don't talk about this, which is why we're talking about it. Yes. And I think you gave this example as far as like, you know, if you had a million dollar launch, but you spend a million dollars in ads, exactly. what are we doing here? <laughs> you know, you don't have any profit, you know, to take home and put, put in your pocket. That's the opposite of what you want to do. And so if you're not tracking your numbers, it's really easy to do that with ads. Because ads, especially if they're like continually running or whatever, and you're not watching those numbers, mm -hmm. it's really easy to find yourself in the negative at a loss right. or, you know, barely breaking even. Right. And so, that's when people, you know, they, they get burnt out because you're just working and working and working and you're doing all these great things and you see all this money coming into your bank account. But then when it comes to the end of the month, the bank account does not show all that work that you put into it. Right. Mm -hmm. Because you have spent just as much, if not more than what you have brought in. And that's when people get burnt out and they can't sustain their business going forward. And so then you feel like you have failed, but it's just a matter of paying attention to both sides of the coin. You want to pay attention to how much revenue is coming in, but you also want to pay attention to what it's costing you to create that revenue. Yes. Yes. Thank you for that. That is great. So everyone take, I usually say like, take a mental note, take an actual physical post-it note because this stuff is important. Like track your numbers. And you know, I love the example that you gave, like you could have a really profitable you know, one of your launches is super profitable and the other two may not be. And really analyzing, is it the products that made it more profitable? Is it the time of year? Like what's going on there and tracking your numbers to see, are you, 
not, you know, wasting your time is kind of harsh, but are you spending too much time on things that aren't bringing in enough profit versus focusing where the numbers are showing, where the interest is, where, you know, more profit is spending more time there to up those profits. Right. A hundred percent. And this is what I will tell you. The numbers do not lie. They just don't lie. They will tell you what the market wants. They will tell you what your customer sees value in because that's what they are willing to pay for. Um, and you will also, if you pay attention to your numbers, you will start to see when you maybe should start increasing your prices. Um, it's all, it's full, like back to, we said, back to what we said before, it is full of powerful information that can help you grow your business because you'll be able to make better decisions because nobody knows your business better than you do. But your numbers will tell you and give you, like I said, kind of like that gut check of, am I making the right decisions? Am I headed in the right direction? And like you said, am I spending too much time on something that really requires a lot of work, but it's really not netting me a profit that makes sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I, I see that kind of across the board, especially on social media where people spend a lot of time blogging and mm-hmm. they'll write these like crazy long blog posts and they'll spend hours and hours and the return on it isn't super great. Either they're not selling or they're not getting email subscribers, you know, from the blog, but they may be getting more subscribers from doing Facebook lives or from doing podcasts and things like that. So even numbers, you know, if we take out the profit, profit aspect for a second, knowing where your audience is coming from too, as far as where to spend your time so that you're not running on the hamster wheel 24 seven, hoping that your numbers grow when you really don't know where the numbers are falling in the first place. So, right. right. Yeah. It really can give you some focus so that you can really concentrate on the things that are serving you and your business, because you don't want to get, like you said, on a hamster wheel where you just, you're going to get burnt out and you're just going to end up hating your business if you're not careful. I talk about that. I totally talk about that because I did this, which is why I talk about it. You will resent your business exactly. <laughs> if you hop on this hamster wheel and you don't pay attention to what we are saying right here. I'm sorry right. to interrupt you. That's all I'm saying. Go ahead. No, you're fine. You're fine. But it does. It gives you focus to really see, okay, I really love this product, but my customer doesn't. So maybe I just shelve that at least even temporarily, like maybe I just wait another year and then the market will change and I need to, to retry. Um, I think that that is something that your numbers really can sort of help you hone in on um, and really give you, like you said, just some like 2020 vision on what is going on. Yeah. Oh man. And I know some people are going to hear that and be like, but I love my products. They'll love it eventually. And if you're not seeing the numbers increase, something needs to change here, you know, and it doesn't mean that your whole product needs to change, maybe change the messaging or add in a little more of the stuff that they're asking for. Um, you know, so there's, that's a whole different podcast episode. Right, right, right. Okay. <laughs> it's okay guys. Um, Gosh, yeah, and I want to touch on, you know, before before we move on, because you you mentioned this for a second as far as increasing prices. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, it's really easy for us to set our prices and kind of set and leave them. Mm-hmm. Well, that's my price. And so when do you, or do you have, I guess, words of encouragement or words of advice as far as when it's time to increase? What do you kind of look for? So I would say, um, depending on what your business is specifically, I would say that anytime you find yourself 
strapped for time to serve everyone, right? You just have all these people coming to you saying, I want, I want, I want from you, whatever that might be. Then um, if you're selling out your launches every single time really quickly, maybe it's time to up those prices a little bit um, in terms of maybe your course or something. Um, if you're a service-based person like myself, if I find myself with just this influx of clients that I just can't keep up with, um, and I'm having to refer them to someone else constantly, then it's probably time for me to increase my prices because clearly I have a value to people and that value needs to be compensated, right? Um, that's, that's another <laughs> that's, sticky note. Ooh, so many stickies coming out of this episode. It's great. So that's, that's typically what I'm looking for. Um, if you're at capacity and you still have people knocking on your door, then it's probably time to really take a look at that. Now, obviously, I mean, I would love to charge someone $100,000 a month to do their bookkeeping. Obviously, the market has a play in this, right? Mm -hmm. But I think we all start at a certain level. And as you get more experience or you increase the value and the quality of your product or your service, then people are going to demand that from you. And if you have really good products and just quality and value, they're going to pay for it, right? Um, and so it is always really good to look at that in terms of, okay, how much time am I spending on everything? What is the market telling me if they're, you know, buying like crazy, then it's probably, you know, it's just back to supply and demand. If the mm -hmm. demand is high, then, and I have a limited supply of time for my clients, then I'm just going to have to raise my prices. And nine times out of 10, it's really scary. Um, and it's scary for me too, to be perfectly honest, but nine times out of 10, the people that you have, you know, nurtured along whatever process that you've nurtured, you know, whatever service you've provided, whatever good you've provided, um, they're going to, they're going to pay those prices because they value you and they know that you are going to continue providing them with that great service. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. I love raising prices. So fun. So don't be, don't be scared. Don't be nervous about it. Um, I love all of the advice that you gave. Definitely. And I, you know, don't think, well, if I raise my prices, like, you know, I won't be able to serve as many people or right. what if I would just want to serve and help everybody on the flip side, you need to serve and help yourself too, you know? Right. And when we talk about the hamster wheel, we talk about getting burnt out. It's because, you know, mm -hmm. we've been there or we want to stop you from getting there. And right. the way to do that is raise your price so that it frees up your time a little bit more, but financially it helps you too. So, yeah. um, you know, that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> That's all I have to that's, say. That's a great thing to say because it's true. Go. It is 100% true because you, you do go into business to serve other people, but that business has to serve you as well. And you can't serve other people as well as you need to if you're not being compensated for the value that you provide. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Woo! Goosebumps. Goosebumps. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for all of this. This has been so fabulous. Thank you for hopping in here with me. Can you tell us where we can find you online? Sure. Um, I am Sheila Watts. S-H-E-I-L-A um, C-P-A dot com and um, also on Instagram and Facebook at Sheila Watts C-P-A. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you again for all of your golden nuggets that you have shared with us. I got so much out of this. I need to write all of this on a sticky note. I need to go back and re-listen to this episode with my sticky notes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It was fun. Aw, oh, man, this episode's over, but that's okay. You can come hang out in the Digital Product Female Entrepreneurs Facebook group, hang out with thousands of us making digital products, creating awesome, cool things, 
and selling them to the world. Come get inspired. Come hang out with us. There's thousands of us there and we cannot wait to support you. Now, if you need some ideas on digital products that you can create and sell, go to herownmagic.com and download my freebie. It's 65 digital products you can create and sell by this weekend. It is waiting for you there. Go check it out and you have an amazing week. Thank you for tuning in. I will see you next time. Go create your own magic.